This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast, show 213. So, number one, be curious, right? But number two, decide what you really want, right? If you're trying to make money, it doesn't just have to be property. I think property is an amazing thing. I love it. I think it's really cool. I think you can go use your toilets, you can show it off, you can share with people. Like, I love that people <laughs> come to town. Like, my buddy Tynan's coming to town in two weeks, and he's like, yo, I can use your place. So I think you have to be clear on, you have to explore curiosity and then you have to be clear on your wants. So do I want to spend my time doing the real estate stuff? Now, no. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Dorkin, host of the Bigger Pockets Podcast, here with my co-host, Mr. Brandon Turner. What's up, man? You know, I got to tell you, I- I'm going to cut the chit-chat. I'm excited to get to today's interview because today's interviewee is one of my favorite people on the planet. So I'm not going to yeah, say anything else. It? I'm, I'm just, that's wow. all I'm saying. Wow. Right there. That's, uh, see how quick that, I can be? That's What I'm really yeah. doing is making sure you don't I have almost, time to I make fun of my told, beard. I almost just told a joke and I, I you know. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't, it would be inappropriate. It's but, a kind of a non-family friendly show anyway. <laughs> yeah, this one. Yeah, no, it's fa- it's still family friendly, but you know. No, this is this is a great show. Noah is is also I I, I think he's one of the brighter folks out there in the world. He's yeah. uh I mean he was the number 30 employee at Facebook. He was number 4 employee at Mint. He's got internet companies, AppSumo, Sumo Me. He's got a new podcast. Really one of the brighter marketing minds out there and he's yeah. he's now doing all sorts of real estate stuff for himself. So it, it's cool. It's great. And you know, this show, I think what I liked the most about today's show was a little little lighter on the real estate to be frank, but sure. We, we did dive in a lot on mindset and philosophy and, and I don't know, there's just something about that, that I really enjoyed you know, being able yeah. to really dig in on that. So he's one of the people I always look to, to like, get me like pumped up to go, you know, like get out there and take action. Like he's very like actionable, like do this, do this, do this, stop talking about it, do this, go out there, do this. And that's how he approaches his real estate. That's how he approaches just life in general, his own, his businesses. And he just, he really brings that out today on the, uh, on the show. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, he's, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he knows like his highest and best use of time yeah. and he's not out there trying to like build this empire, this real estate empire, at least yet, but he still understands the power of real estate wealth building and really just talks about how I can build a portfolio without being that landlord, being yeah. hands-on. So he's great. Love him. Great show. Before we get to him, why don't we uh, get to today's quick, quick tip. Yep. All right, today's quick tip is something that we talk about fairly often, but I like to invite people anyway. In case you don't know, we have a webinar that is different from the podcast. The webinar is a live kind of time where usually I will show up and just talk about a subject for an hour or so, and we do it almost every single Wednesday. Uh, so I want to invite you next Wednesday, show up, uh, go to biggerpockets.com slash webinar to sign up. You have to sign up and hold your spot for the next webinar. Uh, so go to biggerpockets.com slash webinar, sign up and come hang out with me uh, live talking about real estate. Wow, that sounds great. Let me go hang out with the free pad. <laughs> you can hang out with me. It's a lot of fun. Don't worry. My beer doesn't get like, you know, through the camera. It, it stays on the oh, side of the lens. 
Okay. Yeah, okay. By, by the way, people, if you are not yet subscribing to Bigger Pockets channel on Facebook, oh, you should. You're definitely missing out. We we're starting to do uh, weekly Facebook live videos, which are awesome. Brandon has been hosting most of them, but I think we'll be having other people do these as well. Yep. And they're awesome. Really, really great videos. Really helpful. So definitely go to Bigger Pockets Facebook.com/slash Bigger Pockets or biggerpockets.com slash Facebook should take you to the same place and subscribe today. That was kind of like a second quick tip. So we should have said it quick was. tips. tips. <laughs> Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com slash BP. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Passive income without the property headache? It's possible. There's a way to invest passively in real estate and get monthly income without any tenants, maintenance, or property management. The Wealthy have been doing this for years, and if you're an accredited or high net worth investor, you too can collect cash flow without the headaches that come from owning rentals. How? By investing in a private real estate fund with PPR Capital Management. PPR's co-founder, Dave Van Horn, wrote the book on real estate note investing for BP. But he's not just investing in notes. Dave and his team also have an extensive background in commercial real estate. And with PPR Capital Management, they're strategically investing in both notes and commercial real estate nationwide. With over half a billion dollars in assets under management, PPR has provided individuals with a steady source of truly passive income since 2007 without ever missing a payment. Check them out at investwithppr.com. Again, if you're looking to get monthly passive income from an experienced team with a strong track record, go to investwithppr.com today. Again, today's show is really cool. We've got Noah Kagan, one of the brighter business minds out there. You know, we, we dive in on things like taking action, getting mentors to help you out, setting goals, and uh, you know the, the stuff that holds entrepreneurs back from ever achieving their goals. We really dig in on mindset and philosophy a lot today. Noah is funny as hell. We get to rip on Brandon all <laughs> sorts, which makes us even more fun to do. I think we and, made more uh, fun of you today than him or me. I think I you're know. confused, my friend. Uh, that does happen quite often. <laughs> it, it does, you know. But uh, yeah, anyway, so let, let's, let's bring him on. All right, Noah, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you here. It is great to be here. The pre-show antics. I wish the audience could hear what you guys say ahead of the show. <laughs> I don't think we could. I don't think we could. This would not be a family-friendly show. So. It's definitely. <laughs> I hope not X. For most. 35. 
<laughs> something like that. I did see Noah's abs though before the show. So I did too. They're, yeah, they're and impressive. A bruise. And a bruise where you're trying to shoot a gun. So yeah, it it's not meant for me. Way, way, guys, way to go. All, All right, right, let's let's get, let's get this thing going. By the way, Noah, Brandon, and I have have known Noah here for a couple of years now, and we're pumped to have you, man. We, we're excited that you're getting into this real estate game. So, can you tell us how and why did you end up getting into the real estate investing game? The real estate investing. Yeah. So I think I was raised by Jewish parents, similar to you, probably, I don't know if they're the same ones or not, uh, but we're, we're kind of conditioned to like, I worked at Intel out of college. I was supposed to get health insurance and like my parents who had traditional jobs are like, number one thing you've got to do is get a house and that's how you're going to get rich. And then I, you know, I actually looked for a house after college for 10 years. I looked in California where I'm from in San Jose, California, where prices are pretty exorbitant then and now. Uh, and then I came to Austin, Texas, where I live, and I kept looking for 10 years. Finally, we were getting kicked out of our office space, and I was like, kind of got to get an office. So what happened was I went to this place for rent, and I just said, hey, will you actually, will you just sell me the place? And they said, no. <laughs> you were hoping for a happy story. You were like, <laughs> I, I was, was. going to say yes, wow, right? Wow, that was fun. Wow, great story. Not. <laughs> but I basically went to this building, and I said, would you sell, there's units in it. And I asked both the ones for rent if they would sell it. They said no. But literally the day I walked out of them, one of them, there was a sign that before pre-MLS, they just put it outside saying this unit's for sale. And I called the place and I told them I'd buy it that day. Uh, and I just bought it all in cash. So nice. that was the first time. And the thing I think is really interesting is that a lot of people are like, oh, you buy this and I've listened to your podcasts, but it took me 10 years to actually be ready, not financially, but mentally to actually make that decision to make that purchase. Well, so let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, why is it that a lot of people take 10 years, you know, to buy your first property? In fact, I ask this question a lot. Like, how long does it take to buy a rental property? I mean, in reality, it's like a week, right? I mean, if you have cash, especially, you can close in like three days. But why does it take people 10 years to actually pull the trigger on something? Yeah, I'm trying to think about what it took me so long for. So I have a spreadsheet and I have it for your audience. We can give it in the show notes so that they literally can copy the spreadsheet. And I kept running the numbers on like, what's my 20% and all these things. And I never saw the math that would work, number one, in terms of like, what's the ROI I'm going to be getting from this money. And secondly, because I've started working and running internet companies, I'm like my time investment and the money, if I could put it into ads or hiring people, I would get a better return over yep. the years. So I was like, well, where does it make sense for me to spend money on real estate until it was like, well, I need an office. I'm going to have to spend, I'm already spending 6,000 in rent. Why don't I just pay it myself? And I own the office building myself. Yeah. Got it. Makes sense. Well, you, I know you wanted to jump in, Josh, but I'm selfish, so I'm going to jump in. You mentioned wow. this. I, I know you mentioned nothing's, this idea. Nothing's new here. <laughs> well, nothing's this question actually is for yeah, both I Josh in and Noah. <laughs> the selfishness might go away, but no. you know, New Year's resolutions go no. away quickly, and and so too. You guys are so cute together, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. My ego grows with the years. So, all right. So, uh, my so question is disgusting <laughs> facial hair. That it does. So, what is like you mentioned this, this interesting thing of you could get a higher ROI in your company, right? So you're a business owner. You've got. Uh, uh, you know, tell us maybe in, in, a, in a quick second, like, what is your totally. business? And then like that idea of I get a better return in business than I do on real estate, which is generally true for me as well. I could go out and make a better return on business. So why, why buy real estate if you can get a better return on, on just hustling and doing business? Yeah, great question. So that was a couple I, of questions in there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I, I remember. So there's AppSumo.com, which is a Groupon for geeks. For, so for a lot of lis listeners, if you're a small business owner, it's a free uh, weekly deal site. So you can check it out by deals. And then we run Sumo.com, which are free marketing tools for online businesses. So what actually happened is after I bought that unit, which is interesting, uh, the, one that I, the one that was for rent, he actually emailed me two weeks later and he's like, hey, do you want to buy it now? <laughs> and so that was kind of an interesting approach. And one of the things I've learned from you guys and a lot of your guests is that I think that, not I think, the best deals happen off market. Mm -hmm. that's, just, that's just kind of a fact. If you're paying market, like on online advertising or in real estate, you're paying market price. The efficiency is already maximized. So 
it's now I'm actually approaching people who are renting places. And I'm like, Hey, do you want to just sell it? Like I actually hit up an office today to say, Hey, are you, would you be interested in buying it, uh, selling it? So to your other question, like where I think the best money is made is cause like, so I bought this place and then I spent the next year, literally like half the day at work looking at listings. Then I was just like, well, what other places <laughs> can I now buy now? Now that I've like, I think what thinking of it in general, it's like discipline or it's like paying rent. It's a muscle that you can train. So once you, I never rented for my first 10 years of living, I lived on couches and I actually lived in like my aunt's basement and I lived for, so when I actually spent my first thousand dollars on rent, I was like, I can't believe I'm spending a thousand dollars on rent. But what happens in general, it's like you practice and you uh, develop a muscle, right? So a muscle for the gym or a muscle for spending money or a muscle for making money. Uh, And so once I started spending some money for real estate, it got me more comfortable with it. So coming back to like uh, that, that time I was spending literally half the day and there would be a new listing. And I remember there was a a yellow house, literally six blocks down the street from here. And I ran there. I was one of the first ones there. And I look at the place and I'm like, I'm going to make an offer and I'm going to make an offer. And so I go back home and I put it in my spreadsheet and I have the, I'll give you guys a link of the spreadsheet I use. And I'll tell you some of the metrics that matter to me. And I like looked at it and I was like, all right, how much at the end of the year can I really make money from this property? And it was $10,000 if profit which I don't know if that's good or not. The way I always look at it is I want to make about 1% at least. So if the place is like 100,000, I want to make $1,000 a month from it. That's sure. just like my target. I know there's probably other people, but that's just what I use because it's yeah, we, simple. We call that the 1% rule. A lot of times people will look at that and say, does it meet the 1% rule? In other words, does you get the 1%? Awesome. So that, that is a thing that we talk a lot about here. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. So I actually went and did that and I said, oh, it's $10,000. And then I was like, literally, if we did one email blast on AppSumo, so I've spent like half the day for the past year looking at these places to make $10,000 a year. And if I just sent one email with my company, I would make ten dollars to $20,000. Yep. Yeah. And so, and I think Brandon and I, me and you were joking that like, I actually looked at my ROI on my time. I was like, well, what's my hourly if I make 10,000 divided by all these hours? It was literally like eight to $10 an hour. Yep. And so what I've kind of come to the conclusion and I can tell you, I also have an Airbnb like short-term rental and I can, I think my journey is interesting for other people out there, mostly around the fact of I've had to figure out like, where's my best use of time and my skills. So I think if you have a more traditional job, like when I started off at Intel, real estate is that opportunity, right? But I think if you have the idea, if you have the ability to generate more money through your own business, for me, like real estate now is kind of a secondary thing that if I can conveniently find it, I'll do it. But I primarily then now allocate my time around growing a business where I think the ROI for my time is a lot higher. Yeah. And Noah, it, it's it's interesting because this has been uh, something that's that's troubled me for a long time, and and I know Brandon and I have spent countless hours talking about it. You know, hey Josh, why aren't you out buying houses? You know, I get shit from whoops from some <laughs> of our users, dude. Um, about, yeah, why aren't you buying more houses? You know, it happens. And and at the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's like the ROI. You know, the amount of time I'm going to go and spend on that, if I could apply it towards bigger pockets, it just makes more sense. So you know, it, it comes to this thing, this level of scale. Like, hey, in order for it to become worthwhile, I need to look at something that's going to generate a lot more cash on a on a much higher level, large multifamilies, things like that. I think a lot of people go through that. Obviously, I'd say the vast majority of our listeners don't necessarily aren't dealing with that situation, but it certainly makes a lot of sense. So I, I appreciate you uh, you raising that. I, I I did have a question. I want to jump back yeah. to that property. So that first property is was I, that I mean a, it right now? It's this one. Okay, so that's a, that's a it's a commercial it's a property. Loft. It's, it's a, a work loft. it's a live work loft that we have. We literally. And then the next unit is the one that was for rent that I ended up buying a year later because I just kept in touch with the guy and he said it was okay. And we cut up, that's a secret door. 
Oh, nice. Nice. Two units here. So there's like so this 30. Is like the, this is like the Tony Shea, the Zappos. Like you just, you, you turn like a, a, an apartment into. Well, I think that's actually a really interesting point to think about for a lot of the people there is that the opportunities to make money are not when you're just doing like when you're buying a house to have a, be a rental income, the seller has already considered that. They've already been like, well, here's the rental income. Here's your cap rate, whatever that is, you know, 7% return or 6%. But if you can turn it into an Airbnb, now you can double the amount of money you make. So I have an Airbnb and I double the amount that I would make normally and I can share my numbers. I have no problem with that at all. But and this, because it's now an office, I can actually rent it at a higher rate to myself. So it's good for the company because they have an office space that we don't have to worry about a, a shlomo being a bad landlord uh, <laughs> because it's me. And then I don't have to worry about getting kicked out at all. And then I get a nice income that's guaranteed from a tenant that I'm aware of. So I think if you can look at properties and figure out, is there another playing field or another angle to look at them? That's where you're going to make a lot of money with them. I, you know, I just made this point this morning. I was doing a Facebook live video I do for Bigger Pockets now once a week. But by the way, if you guys are not following Bigger Pockets on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Bigger Pockets. And uh, once a week or so, we do these live videos. Yeah. And so uh, uh, anyway, on this thing, I, I talked about a duplex that I recently bought. And when I bought it, it was it was an okay deal, but it wasn't amazing. But what made it amazing to me was the fact that I could split the water sewer garbage just you know, by adding a new water line in. I can now make the tenant responsible for their own water sewer garbage, which is like adding two to $300 a month extra in my pocket. So it takes it from a, an average deal to an amazing deal just because nobody else thought of the idea of, well, why don't we just make the tenant pay for the water? You know, so just finding those little things can take a mediocre deal to a good one. You know what's interesting uh, that you got me thinking about, and I, can, I actually pulled up some of my numbers, so I'm happy to share that with people yeah, about do. how the, my reports look. Like, So I have the office space, and then I have uh, the Airbnb. But one thing I started doing about two years ago when I was spending more time on real estate, because I think especially if you're online a lot and you have an internet business, which I literally sell fake things. <laughs> like I can, I stop, sell, stop saying that it's, it's dude, it's a zero and a one. It's a binary digit. That's like moves really quickly. And it, you can see it on the screen and somehow there's value to it, which is great. I mean, Facebook, it's a fake site. It's just a fake thing. It's, it's zeros and ones. But I think what happens with internet people is that we like the idea of real estate because it's not virtual estate. Mm -hmm. And you know, we have virtual domains and that actually domain owning is another domain buying is an interesting way of doing real estate because the, there's no property tax and the maintenance cost is nine bucks a year. Yeah, I got, um, a, bu I got a buddy who flips websites the exact same way that I flip houses. And, well, think about it. Once you buy it, you never have to water it. You don't have to kick out yeah. tenants and do a lot of things with it. But the other thing I was going to say is when I started this whole journey on real estate, and that, this is what I would recommend for everyone out there, I looked up like who are the best realtors in town and I paid for their lunch. And normally it's the opposite way around. They're trying to get business. But I went to them and said, if you get deals off market, if you get deals ahead of time, and I just want to know what's going on in this market. And so now I'm friends with like the Den Group and like Scout Group and a few of these guys in Austin. So as things are happening, they're telling me about a heads up as well. I just learned a lot more about real estate. So go find someone who's already buying a lot of houses locally or just go to the realtors and be like, yo, who do you sell a lot to? And then pay for a nice lunch. And then you'll learn. It'll be like the cheapest, not cheapest, but it'll be the best investment you'll have versus almost any other book. I think the Great problem advice. is everyone buys a book or everyone listens to your podcast yep. and then they try to do it and maybe it doesn't work because yeah. everyone else already hears it. So you kind of got to go figure it out on the streets and from Ooh, like the, the people on the front Look at you, line. tough guy, man. Well, wow. you, I, dude, I'm a nerd <laughs> in California. <laughs> you mentioned in that, in that, in that um, I, I don't know, monologue there, you said they diatribe no, he said, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I think like Shakespeare Old style <laughs> no you mentioned you mentioned you know talk to the realtor but then you said you said ask the realtor you know who are they selling a lot of properties to I love that tip right there I mean like if you go talk to some of the good real estate agents in your area and just go say, hey, who are the big investors in this town? Like they're going to know who the best investors are. They're also going to know the best contractors, the best lenders, whatever. Just it's funny. I didn't even think about this one. So I, and I have a bunch of other tips I can, I can suggest. There's a building I love. So it's a little bit further down the block and I love the building. And my friend 
it was either working out of the building or something. And I'm like, who owns this building? And he's like, it's Greg Porter. And so I was like, can you introduce me to him? So Greg and I went out to lunch and I was like, just how did you, can you just tell me how you bought this building and like refurbed it and all that stuff? Cause I have no clue. I'm a newbie that I can tell you about internet stuff all day. I just don't know much about commercial real estate. And Greg walked me through every single thing and walked me through his numbers and I treated him to lunch and because he's also looking for investors. And I was like, Hey, if you ever get another deal, feel free to let me know. So as it happened, he bought a church and I'm Jewish, but he bought a church, which is so <laughs> cool in San Antonio, which is now a, it's called a Frank's hot dog. So they re, uh, they redid it and then they turned it into a bar and a hot dog restaurant. And so I put in $15,000 only because with that, <laughs> only a Jew would invest in, in, a, hot dog stand in a church. My God. <laughs> You're giving us all a bad name. It's not a happy story. If you want to hear oh. the end, if you, do you want a happy ending, Josh? Uh, you know, <laughs> life is not full of happy endings. So let's hear the truth. Well, the truth on that is that I put in the 15,000 and so far I've made back like a thousand dollars. But the way I made that decision is like one, I was okay losing 15. Two, I did it more to learn. So I was like, how did, and I, cause he shows me all the financials of that deal. And then three, I got a relationship with him. So as he does things in the future, if it goes good or bad, it gives me that access. And I think a lot of people don't look at investing with a partner or something like that as a way to connect with them and then learn for the future. They're like, well, let me yeah. just buy a $6 book because that'll be a better investment. Yeah. Yeah. So. I tell people all the time, you know, I'd rather lose, you know, 50% of a great deal than hundred percent of no deal. So people like, they don't want to partner. They don't want to work with other people. They want to keep it all themselves and they go out and they never actually do anything. But yeah, just the experience. I mean, if I was brand new, I'd go do, I'd go do a deal with somebody and give them a hundred percent of the, the profits just to be able to learn from them. Like you said, to see their numbers, to see what they're doing, because if I didn't know what I was doing, I mean, why not? Is that what that everybody way? should do? Should they all give you 100% of the deal? <laughs> they you, should. Everyone you should give me 100% of the deal. 100,000 plus people listening to this show. Is that what you're trying to, you're trying to manipulate the audience? That's, that's all I do. Again, it's time for a new co-host, folks. <laughs> hey, Noah Kagan, the Jewish bigger <laughs> podcast show with Noah and Josh. <laughs> Dude, I, all right. I'm gone. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> all right. No, no. But I, I, I love the point about, you know, taking that risk. Because that risk that the 15 now, granted, if it was like 150, it's a different risk, right? I just thought it was an investment. It's not saying investment. I literally just thought of it. This is like learning. I'm literally like I could put this in college. I could put this in like books or a class and I'm just doing it like directly with the guy who already knows how to do it. So, so let's, let's see where else you've gone. All right. So we've, we've yeah. got this property you're working out of, you've got this Airbnb, what, what else do you have going on? And then, we, you know, I think I've got a whole slew of questions I want to ask you. Based yeah, upon. sure. So the Airbnb, I'll just give you guys some numbers. So in 2015, so what it was, and this is just a tip that I would say for myself, it's more so for me. I only buy places that I would live in. Okay. I know some of you guys are slumlords, Josh, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> wow. I, and the, way the, the reason now, dude, come on, I'm, I'm teasing. The reason I do that is because like if worst case scenario, I would want to live in it. And I think if I like it, it's easy for me to be creative and figure something out in the future. Meaning if it doesn't work, I could always turn it into like maybe co-working or I could figure a way to like make it a retreat center or something as long as I've already liked the place. So the Airbnb place, I literally walked by and I was like, if there's ever one for sale, I'll buy it. I just loved the building. And so literally one night it was for sale. I emailed the realtor and I was like, I'll just buy it sight unseen and a contingent on me walking through it. And I knew that a lot of it, I knew my friend was Airbnb in that building too. So economically, uh, if I just mortgaged it and then did a regular rental, like long-term rental, the rental rate to mortgage would about been about break even. But because I'm Airbnb it, I make like 10 to 12% return. So I made last year in 2015, 51,858. And then the profit was around 15,000 after like property manager, mortgage, HOA, property tax, things like that. Plus I have to pay the city. What's that? What'd you pay for it? Uh, I paid 315. Okay. Got so cool. that, 
that's one thing. Um, the other two one, I actually don't know if a lot of your audience is already doing. So I don't really want to spend as much time going out and hunting for deals. So if you have a day job, I think it's better for you because most people with day jobs are pretty bored, right? After oh. five o'clock, you don't have to worry about your job and you have your weekends yep. available too. So you have more access to that and that's a better way to grow your capital. But what I've been doing is I've been using realtyshares.com and mostly I've been using peerstreet.com, P-E-E-R street.com. And basically what you do is you don't own the property, but you get first lien on property. So it's like crowdfunded property. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys are doing it or recommending it a bunch, but Pure Street. I, not I've yet, built, but. So Realty Shares, I've already, I'll just tell you numbers. I put in 65,000 over the past 18 months, uh, mostly some are deals, some are debt deals, and basically it's crowdfunded uh, financials. And so it's faster for these people to get money through this than to go to a bank. Like I have all my money with Chase and they still didn't want to give me a loan for one of my places. And I was like, dude, you, you know how much I have. And I could cover, the crazy part was I could cover the amount of the house in cash, but I wanted the mortgage and they still wouldn't do it. But with real business shares, owner, yeah, a business owner, I know but we have a lot of, not bragging, but we have a lot of cash as a business the, and individually. But they, but they, you know, that's, that's one of the hard parts. Yeah. Business owners Scarcer. are definitely uh, have it harder. I, I in fact have had a harder time getting a mortgage on a home than my employees have had, which, which <laughs> is just fascinating. I mean, it, 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 that's just the way the world works. Right. I mean, not, not. It is Completely. what it is. So, well, yeah. So, so for me, I've been using Realty Shares lately. I've been using mostly Pure Street, and the idea there is like for Pure Street, you go on. It's like someone like Josh, is like I need this money. I'm buying this property. You get first lien. So if the house ever, if they ever default, we get the house. Those the investors, and you could put in as little as a thousand up to like I think a hundred thousand dollars. And generally, the interest rates. So for me personally, I target trying to get six to ten percent back on my money. Yeah. And I'm a very conservative investor. If you go to if you search okdork.com, where's my money? I actually show people exactly what I do with my money. Like most of it's in cash, but I'll put up for real estate wise, I'll do Pure Street because it's like, I don't have to go and do all the investment and research. Someone already figured it out and I'll get a six to 8% return on that cash. Yep. yep. Nice. And, and I don't think that's a bad option for people, especially right now when they're looking around trying to figure, you can't find deals. They keep saying over and over, they can't find deals. If they got money, why not at least stick it in something like that? Again, you know, do your due diligence, you know, look into the deal a little bit, make sure you're not just, you know, I don't know, throwing it away. But I think it's a good, a good way to kind of, <laughs> you know, figure out. Well, well, what they do, what these services do is they actually go vet the property for you, yeah. but I'd probably check on Google Maps to make sure the property exists, just a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, but they go and do, they like check the FICO yep. score and they look at the background and blah, blah. So I've done that. And then I bought pre, pre-build on one of the buildings. Like I just thought the building was in a centralized location for Austin. And I was like, there, that, there's only one of those locations in, in Austin. Like it's next to a special place. So I bought that ahead of time. And now what I'm looking for is a business retreat center as a ranch. Interesting. For like your own company to go out and like be able to use or any company. I'm getting a little sweaty. Anyone. (laughs) So it's something that I would want to use for myself. A lot of the things that I want to do is like, I want this for myself. And I think other people would want that too. And I think that's where you're going to have opportunity. And I think the problem sometimes with real estate is like, I don't think a lot of people are actually creating anything for the earth or anything for the world. It's just like, all right, how do I arbitrage and make money? That's literally what it is. Like even the Airbnb thing, I feel a little bad about that. That's a whole nother episode. Says the guy uh, who's selling zeros and ones. <laughs> Just saying. Zeros and ones that help people though. I mean, oh. <laughs> the idea is like, I like, that's what's nice about real estate. It's real and it's ego. You can be like, look uh, at this toilet. Dude, you're doing great things. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> no, no, it's a fair question to ask though. But yeah, I think that's why real estate is appealing. Besides that, theoretically you make money passively, even though there's, there is stuff to deal with. You guys know that. Yeah. yeah. But the ranch thing is like, I think I would love to go to a ranch and just have like a hot tub. I love hot tubbing. Uh, and if you think other companies like Bigger Pockets, if you guys were like, hey, we have a 30 person team, we need a retreat, you could have a lodge in Austin or nearby that you can come and hang out. And I think other businesses would want that too. You should buy cool. a ranch and then yeah. invite the entire Bigger Pockets team to come hot tub. 
so we could see that those abs are not in fact painted on. <laughs> it's just painted, dude. It's just <laughs> all right. So so we've got this. You're doing the crowdfunding financing. Uh, so Pier Street and and Realty Shares, and there's lots and lots of other platforms similar. Are you on on those really quick? Are you actually seeing the six to ten percent returns that you expect to be seeing or not? So Pier Street, I just started, so I haven't actually made interest on it. From Realty Shares, I've been doing it for 18 months. I put it up. Let me log in my numbers right here. I put in 65,000 so far. And in terms of the return so far, I made back 14,000. I made the money back, the principal is 65 and 14,000. So that's great. I made a 21% return. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. And then I didn't have to deal with any of the shit, right? I, I like stayed at home and just gave him the money. And I mean, I think what happens, this is one thing I would just wanted to remind myself and everyone who's listening. I think when times are good, everyone thinks they're great. Yeah. Right. When the yeah. market is good, like when the stock market is good, I can't tell you how many people have been like, dude, I am a great stock picker. I know. I'm like, let's <laughs> buy. Like I bought Apple. I'm like, oh, wow. How'd you think of that? Like, I just thought, you know, I just thought <laughs> I just it out. And I'm like, yeah, the market's good. It's not complicated to do well when the market's good. But I personally have not experienced 2008 and 2000. But I think a lot of these investors need to be aware that I'm, maybe my risk tolerance is lower. You have to be aware, like if that happens, how are you prepared for it? You better yeah. be because I lost a lot of money. And, and you know, every everybody's good at picking stocks when the market's going up, except Scott Trench, who works for us, who who's buying ETFs of Zimbabwe. Um, <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> hey, I found a great deal. Should really buy this ETF of, of you know, South Sudan. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Is it a war zone? Ah, maybe <laughs> it's going to stop and the market's going to go flying. <laughs> It's a good idea, Scott. You keep doing that, buddy. Um, but- <laughs> I like how Scott can't defend himself. He's probably in the room right now. Like I hear them talking about me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think what's, what's, what's interesting with real estate you got me thinking about is just like the idea with all the short-term rental stuff. I think more of our generation and the younger ones are like, why do I need to own and deal with all of it? Mm-hmm. Right. I want that flexibility of lifestyle, the flexibility of not having to deal with stuff. And I can have that, that like move mobility around wherever I want to go versus the commitment of always having to pay rent and kind of be locked into a certain situation. I tell you, that's why I think, you know, when we get into the idea of house hacking, it it makes a lot of sense, particularly for the millennials, because you go in, you buy it, you know, say you're 24 and you're going to probably move in 18 months or or whatever. You go, you buy a small multifamily, duplex, triplex, quad, you're in there, you have experienced landlording. And when the time comes that you get, you want to move and you're sick and tired, you, you rent out your unit, you go, you find another city and you're there. And now you have a rental property where you were. I mean, it, it makes sense. Now, granted, you have to manage it, but it's a great way to build wealth. And I get like, I think the beauty of real estate is that there's there are different personas. You are a persona that, you know, your time and energy goes into building businesses. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, maybe one day you'll say, you know what, I'm, I'm done building virtual businesses. I, I, I want to go full time into real estate, but I don't think that's ever going to Real happen. businesses. Yeah. Uh, real businesses. <laughs> and more of this fake business stuff. Yeah. But, you know, real estate affords you an opportunity to build wealth in a more passive manner, crowdfunding, maybe some other ways. Whereas somebody else who has time, who has energy, who has the passion to get in there and get dirty can go ahead and do that. So, you know, that that's what's so cool, despite what all the kind of get rich quick guru guys are telling people. There's only one way to do it. No, actually, you know, y- you can customize your own path in real estate to meet your needs, to meet where you are in life, how much wealth you have, how much time commitment you want to put in and the energy that you've got towards it. And and that's, I think that's what's so cool about it. And that's why people love, love, love real estate. 
It's also real, man. Like it's really interesting to drive down a stream and like you see that, that's mine, right? And you can also use it for yourself if you ever have like, you know, a bad scenario happen. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would suggest, so the guy I met Greg for commercial, and you could also do this residential. I'm sure you guys have already said it, but I thought this was something I never heard of before. When he bought the building, like the San Antonio church and the, some of these other buildings, he didn't put up any of his own money. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? He's like, oh yeah, I basically structured the deal where because I'm dealing and I put together everything, I get a certain percent, but everyone who puts up the capital, like, you know, the lazy bum, you get <laughs> a different percent. And I thought it, I, I don't like the details and stuff like that. We can go over later. Uh, but basically the idea, I mean, you guys have heard these deals, but basically because he's organizing the deal. So for people who are like, I've got no money, right? I think the trait of a successful person is resourcefulness. And so because Greg doesn't have as much money, he found people with money and put together the tenant and then the building and merged it all together and then took, I think, 30 or 40% of the overall transaction. Yep. Hey, Brandon. Um, split, yeah. What's that? What? I, I was, was going to, sorry, I, I was going to just ask Brandon a really quick question to, yeah. to your point. Hey, hey, Brandon. Yes. Yes, sir. I think you wrote a book once, right? <laughs> I did write a book on investing what? in real estate with no and low money down, which oh. you can get at biggerpockets.com slash no money. But I did not put a chapter in there on syndication, which is that what you're talking about? Basically, that, it's like, that we more, call it, yeah, right? Yeah. Syndication. Though oh, I didn't, is this a bonus I, chapter? Uh, I should make a bonus chapter of this. I actually am going to do that now. Thank you for <laughs> no. Like, I I do I just, like I never thought of that. I didn't. Yeah. I was like, what a creative idea. He didn't put it. Use yep. it, it wasn't. You hear people like don't use it in your money, but like, well, where does it come from? And he's yep. like, oh, just have just go other ask people. other people. Yeah, and you you just said something there that I think is that's the key to creative finance. I mean, hands down, the key is resourcefulness. Like yep. the fact that if you want it bad enough, you'll go out and get it, even if you are flat broke, if you've got no money. Like if you really want it, I mean, I, I like to ask this question. Like Noah, let's just and I'll ask you directly. I mean, let's just say that I offered to sell you a million dollar office building down the street, right? And for whatever reason, you have no money right now. It's all tied up, or the ta- you know the IRS came and froze all your accounts. But I would sell you this million dollar property for a thousand bucks. Like, how would you come up with that thousand dollars? If right now you needed it today, how would you come up with it? Oh, I would go to my network. Perfect, right? Well, and I would get on the phone. I think so many people do texting yeah. or Facebooking. Like, yeah. get on the phone and start. I would call probably my friend Lloyd, my parents, my brother. Perfect. You I figure it out. Another thing, but here's what people are going to say. I know the excuse people are going to say. I don't have rich uh, friends yep. like Noah. Yep. They always say that. And so, what's the answer? Do you guys know? What the, and, you know honestly, just a quick side thought. Noah's a one percenter. <laughs> well, Freaking I am Noah. there. And I, you know, here's the thing, Josh. Let me give you just a suggestion. And this is what I'm doing for the month of January 2017. <laughs> no apologizing. We apologize for doing well. We're like, I did well, but you know, I'm Jewish. It's so I don't have. To do <laughs> It's like, stop apologizing, people. Just be okay that you've done well or you're trying to do something You're going to get more like people that. to hate us than hate <laughs> previously No, no, no. I love, the, dude, I, just hate I love Christians, the Jews, the Muslims, all of them. We love uh, good, good. Anyway, seriously. You, no, you I love that. You asked the question, to get us back on track, you asked the question, what, were we? What do you, what's the solution to that problem? The people that whine and say, I don't have, I don't have 1% friends like Noah does. Yeah, I'm not a yeah, billionaire. The easiest solution is go make better <laughs> friends. Yeah. Seriously. And I know you're like, oh, wh- what do you mean? Go surround yourselves and look. And here's the next thing. I already know the excuses that people do because we've helped a lot of people with AppSumo and SumoMe and our, and our, our products. They'll like, well, I'm in Iowa and I don't have people like that. So, okay. So there's a thing called the internet. It is cool. Right. <laughs> and so what I'd recommend is that in like the bigger pockets forum, there's a lot of people who are very successful. You could connect with, yeah. there are online mastermind or meetup groups that you can connect with. There's a thing called airplanes, which I will say I've been <laughs> a fan of. No, but so for me, I'm in Austin and, and for, from a technology perspective, there's not a lot of people that I want to meet here. So I flew for one day to Chicago to meet people last week, the week before for one day I flew to LA and yeah, it's $300, but it's an investment to connect with people that can then, I can borrow the $1,000 from, I can learn from, yep. I can yeah. you know, grow from and so forth. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
the saying is you are the product of what the, the, the X people, people you, that you yeah. surround yourself with or whatever it is. But it's absolutely true. I mean, I've learned this from from personal experience. I mean, I remember when the people I spent time with were, were out drinking and hanging out and partying. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, this is life. And then, you know, I realized, wait a second, if I hang out with people who are out there who are making things happen, business owners, uh, folks who are just motivated and looking to change the world, like that, that was going to allow me to grow with them. And, and I completely experienced that oh, wow. myself. And, and so, yeah, ab- absolutely. If you're, we some- all know that though, which is the interesting thing. Like everyone's listening, it. knows to buy property. That's why they listen to the podcast. They think they're going to get some magic secret. They're not. Yep. And they know to be around better people, but they don't. And I just kept well, wondering. Well, it's hard. Like, it's hard because, you know, if you think about it, you're so used to this lifestyle. You're so used to, you know, saying, hey, this is who I am. And and, and it's it's hmm. all about your identity, right? So once you go, you know, I've had over the, the past few years, you know, a few people that I, I love. Like, I mean, these people, you know, my heart is with them, but their life, the stuff that they're doing is just not in alignment with what I'm doing. And and so I had to make difficult decisions and say, you know what, I'm no longer going to spend the time and energy that I've been spending with these people. I'm going to now focus on people who are doing the kinds of things that I want to be doing. And that was very difficult because, you know, I only have so much time in my life. When I made that decision for weeks, I perseverated. I was like, oh, I'm such a bad person. What am I doing? You know, this is how we grow up, but still. And I realized it was the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. You know, getting out there and spending time with those people who are making a difference, who have beliefs of where I want to be, allowed me to grow. And and so, you know, you've got to take those risks. I mean, you, you know, there's there's we have these friendships that go on years or decades. And, you know, sometimes despite the challenge of it, we have to kind of let it go and move forward and, and upgrade. Um, it's scary. No, but I think it's upgrading, right? So for me, it's like, all right, why don't I just, it's like, go to the person who's already been to the promised land and they could show you how to get there. Uh, It makes life a lot easier. One other thing that I've done, and I I can recommend this for everyone out there, is I basically made like a 30, 90, one year, five year, 10 year plan. And I know when people say that, some people ask me, where do you want to be in five years? Someone asked me this yesterday. I was like, I literally in five years, all I really want to be is alive. (laughs) <laughs> like that's what I'm hoping for just to stay alive. Like I don't want anyone shooting me in the face or like, I don't know, punching me in the butt. Uh, but what I did, what I did though, see, look, it's a family friendly show, but what I did, and I, this is actually what I did. I literally did this after I got cheated on. I was working at Intel. I hated my job. I had an ex-girlfriend who I loved. I was crazy about. She cheated on me. And I was like, well, where do you want to be in 30 days? Where do you want to be in 90 days? Where do you want to be in the year? Where do you want to be five years and 10 years? But here's the second part that's most important. And then write it out. Just be like, because if you don't know what the destination looks like, how the hell are you going to plan to get there? Yeah. You don't. It's like, it's like driving somewhere. You got to have your destination, then you have your route. So a route. Is it route? Anyway, so <laughs> write those out, your 30, 90, one year, five year, 10 year, then put it on your mirror. So I have this. If you come over to my house, like Josh or Brandon, if you guys come over, you'll see I on my it. fridge, it's like, it's my like yearly plan of the things I'm trying to accomplish or things, not trying, the things I'm going to accomplish. And I think the more you kind of like have clarity on that and then put it out and see it and let it know, put it on your phone, put it on your desktop, the higher likelihood you will be accomplishing those things. Can I, can I jump in on that, on that yeah, a couple yeah, years sure. ago? Yeah, well, good. Okay. A couple years ago, you mentioned this idea of, uh, I think it was with AppSumo. I think it was, or Sumo, no, it was, maybe it was Sumo Me, right? So you wanted like a, you wanted to reach a billion, billion. people, right? Wasn't that yeah, your thing? People. 
Yeah. yeah. So I remember thinking at the time, like that was cool that you had like one big goal for your company that everybody knew. And did you, you had like up on a, on a screen or something yeah. like that, like this number. Yeah. That showed, right. Okay. Do you still yeah, recommend that? Do you still recommend that idea of picking one big gigantic goal or are you kind of moving away from that idea? I'm wondering how you Same view thing. that. It still works. Go. You know what it is? I think what I believe is that you, you know, Josh, you're what? 25. I like <laughs> it. Don't I? You like, like you do look good. Actually, look, surgery, I look, man. Hey, <laughs> uh, I believe by the time someone's like in their thirties, give or take, like the amount of change that they can do gets harder to do because you're get more custom. You're like, ah, Snapchat. Why do I need to show a dick pic? You know, I already <laughs> like to see my own dick. I don't want to see a new dick, right? <laughs> but I think wow. we figured out. So went the family show. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> we'll put on like whatever Selena Gomez. I don't know what kids listen to. One Direction. I've never even heard a song of theirs. But my, my, my point there is that people have kind of figured out how they're living and how they're going to live. And so I think the, the key thing there, for, so for me, the way I organize is I have one goal and I plan my spreadsheet and my tactics around the one goal. And that's what's worked for me for the past, I don't know, 15 years and it's going to work for me in 30 years. I think the key thing that people have to think about though and I, is try the, if you're doing what you're doing, are you getting what you want? So if, let's say I'm doing this one goal thing and I'm getting the things I want, then I'm going to keep doing it. But if I'm doing the things I'm, I want, like the one goal and I'm not getting what I want, then you might need to change what you want. And I think Josh, you were saying that it's really true. Like you have to worry about who you are and who you want to be around. And that's where you might need to make a shift and change to try new things. If you're not getting the life or the material or the friends or the relationship you want. I love it. I love it. So before we move to the fire round really, really quick, what's your plan? You know, you, you've now realized that you don't love being the hands-on landlord guy. You are doing Airbnb, yeah. which is actually really hands-on, which is a little bit of opposite of- But you have a, man, you have a manager No, no, I have that, a right? property manager. Oh, I you literally just get the okay. checks from her. So Crystal's awesome, and I literally just get a check once a month in PayPal. And Perfect. if there's ever like a purchase, she just buys it. I literally maybe like five minutes a month- that's okay. Awesome. awesome. I love it. So what, what, what's the plan going forward? More, more properties like that. You want to buy that, that wellness center ranch and anything else or just, yeah. you know, is this a way to get rich or is this just another kind of another way for you to have some kind of money just in case? I, I would say two things. I would say number one, people need to explore their curiosity, right? So I listen to your show and then I'm like, oh, now I need to buy a bunch of properties and I'm going to make more than Chris, the Chris guy you guys had recently. I'm going to have more properties than Chris. He's got 52. I'm going to India. <laughs> I'm going to get 53. Uh, <laughs> and so I think you have to be curious about the things. So number one, be curious, right? But number two, decide what you really want, right? If you're trying to make money, it doesn't just have to be property. I think property is an amazing thing. I love it. I think it's really cool. I think you can go use your toilets. You can show it off. You can share with people. Like I love that people come to town. Like my buddy Tynan's coming to town in two weeks and he's like, yo, I can use your place. So I think you have to be clear on, you have to explore curiosity and then you have to be clear on your wants. So do I want to spend my time doing the real estate stuff now? No, but I know this is kind of an interesting one. I don't like where I live. So I live in a brand new condo that I bought, but it's small. And I know there's gratitude and stuff, but I'm not apologizing. I just don't like living there. So the two things I want are the ranch. And one thing I'm concerned with the ranch is maybe splitting it, syndicating it with a few people so we can share it, which I've done in Budapest. I own a condo in Budapest. We share it with 10 people. Uh, and then where I wow. live, what's that? Wow. That's if cool. you guys ever go to Budapest, you have a condo you can use. That's yes. Good to know. <laughs> I mean, if you... you I guess check it out. I, I couldn't pick it out. I, I, is, I don't know where it is. Hungarian for cheers, but... You know. <laughs> oh, how do you say it? I guess check it out. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, those are my two kind of near-term things where it's like, 
one, look for the ranch. And then two, just get a place that has, I want floor to ceiling windows that just is like at least a thousand square feet. And that's what I really want. And I think once you get the clarity of what you want, actually getting it is, is really easy. It's just being clear on what you want. Awesome. Cool. So yeah. those are kind of the two near real estate. And I'm going to keep doing the Pier Street thing. Cool. cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Sounds well, I'm going to, sh- before we, we're not, we're not quite done yet. We're going to shift gears over to another segment of the show. Uh, this section is called our fire round. It's time for the fire round. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9-to-5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Want to dive deep into commercial real estate, entrepreneurship, leadership, and the economy? Tune into the Walker webcast hosted by the CEO of Walker & Dunlop, one of the largest commercial real estate finance and advisory services firms in the nation. As an unparalleled leader in commercial real estate, CEO Willie Walker frequently appears as an expert on major platforms like CNBC and the New York Times. He's even been on the Bigger Pockets podcast network too. On the Walker webcast, you'll hear from guests like A-Rod, renowned economist Dr. Peter Linneman, and experts from Walker and Dunlop's capital markets, research, and investment sales groups. So fire up the Walker webcast on your favorite podcast app or join live on Wednesdays to see Willie interact with his guests. Plus, you can always catch the replay on demand afterward. Stay ahead of the curve with insights for life from the Walker webcast. Learn more and subscribe to the Walker webcast at walkerdunlop.com pockets. And be sure to follow Walker and Dunlop on all your favorite social media channels too. That's walkerdunlop.com pockets. Listen up, business owners, because I've got some quick little math for you. Fewer costs equal more profit. The problem? You're spending more than ever on operations, materials, deliveries, software, and more. So why not reduce your costs and headaches with NetSuite by Oracle? NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Oh, also, NetSuite lives in the cloud, which means you can reduce IT costs with no hardware required. Cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because now you've got one unified business management suite. You can improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. It makes sense that over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. So don't let rising costs sink your business growth. And by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash biggerpockets. NetSuite.com slash BiggerPockets. NetSuite.com slash BiggerPockets. 
You're ready to open a business bank account for your new property. You know what that means? Coordinating a time between you, your co-founders, and your bank consultant. Waiting at the branch or waiting for hours on the support line. Who has time for that? With Relay, you can open a business bank account for your property 100% online from anywhere. Create up to 20 accounts to organize money by property or by categories like expenses, taxes, or investments. Effortlessly collaborate with role-specific access. That means giving your cleaner a debit card for cleaning supplies or your accountant read-only access to your transactions. Own multiple businesses? Relay lets you open unlimited accounts and access them all from one centralized login. Okay, I'm just, I'm going off script here. That is cool. It's annoying that I have to log into 10 business accounts with my current bank. So go sign up for RelayFi because that's a, that's a feature that I like. No monthly fees or minimums, and it takes just 10 minutes to sign up. Head on over to RelayFi.com slash BiggerPockets for stress-free banking. You can join me because I'm heading on over there right now. I'm heading on over to RelayFi.com slash BiggerPockets. Relay is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by ThreadBank, member FDIC. The Relay Visa debit card is issued by ThreadBank pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc. and may be used everywhere Visa debit cards are accepted. All right, the Bigger Pockets fire round. These questions come direct out of the Bigger Pockets forums, and we're going to throw them at you. Number one, how do I find a good real estate agent, somebody I can trust? So what I did is you can do two separate things, but I basically went to my friend who I trust that bought places, and I'm like, who'd you use and who'd you like? And then I interview them. That's it. I just would use my own network. If you don't have anyone you like, generally what you can do is go to the listings of houses that you like and then talk to those people. I think those are kind of the two that I would approach it as. That's what I've done to meet people. Uh, The other thing, can I give a third bonus one that's worked? These are ones that I've done. I don't know if there's other ones. I go to my current other providers. So my lawyer, I think my lawyer or my accountant, and I was like, I already like, I know I like them. So they probably wouldn't work with a crappy person. So my accountant, I said, who do you use for your real estate needs? And then they recommend someone. So go to someone you already, that has that uh, trusted resource. So don't call the billboard, the guy on the billboard, you know, like necessarily or on the bench. I just think it's so weird. Yeah. You know, one thing that someone did, I thought, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, the people that send the <laughs> postcards, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know it works or something. It I'm works. just like, that's not, that's not, yeah, I want, I want, I want a recommendation. If I'm going to work with somebody, I want a recommendation from my network. And I, I would, what I would recommend in general too, is having like set questions that you can like objectively measure different people. So for me, I want someone a little bit more financially related. So I'm like, Hey, can you show me spreadsheets that you've used to help people make decisions on buying a house? Cause yeah. I want to see if they've actually are capable of doing that. Ooh, so basically like have that. a set this is what we do for interviewing people at Sumo. Like have a set scorecard of questions that you can then rate people and then you can make an objective decision about the people that you're hiring. Love Same with the realtor. That's great. All right, next question. I'm a college student but want to start building wealth through real estate. How do I start? So I have a crazy idea, which I like. And then I have like more like normal, I guess, boring ideas. So <laughs> someone told me, they're like, hey, you know how you want to get a bigger unit? What if you go to places that are for rent and tell them that you'll rent it or maybe you can utilize it? So as a college student, go to anything that's vacant on the market right now and figure a creative way to use that space to either bring them traffic, like potential buyers, like get paid for that. Or you can utilize the space with like a party or like business meetups or a co-working space. If the market, if the property's been on the market for like, you know, over half a year, there's a good chance that it's not going to go right away. So there's probably something creative that they could do with that. The second thing I would do is I would personally reach out to whoever they can find locally that's already buying and selling real estate, some realtor, and then just go work for free. Because yeah. I think what, what happens with a lot of college kids, the problem with them is one, they don't take advantage of networking. Like if I was a college kid, if I went back to it, or if I got more hair and looked like a college kid again, <laughs> like I would number one, not try to make money. Right. That don't, I would actually, that's short-sighted. I, and I'm dealing with this, what I was telling you guys before this short-sighted people, but as a college kid, your whole thing should be networking, building relationships 
and learning a ton so that in three years or in five years, you can then capitalize on it. It's the same with people that come to Sumo. Like, come and, like am I good at marketing? Yes, this is what I've done. But am I good at other things? No. So come and learn from me on that. And then you can go out in two to five years and do really well with it once you've learned from that person. So I think that's almost just as, more, if not more value than making money in the short, uh, short term. Like that, that makes sense. That makes sense. The only thing I would say is, you know, obviously if you're going to rent a place out, you know, you want to make sure that you're actually allowed to use it for the purposes that you're thinking of using it for, uh, <laughs> lest you find yourself in trouble. But, you know, just saying. I think people that follow Above the rules board. don't get ahead. <laughs> I, I think if following the rules, you're not going to get ahead. So I'm not saying to go break a bunch of rules and then you're like, well, no, <sighs> hey, you can find them in Austin. You said to do this. Hey. So I'll, uh, I'll, let me give a, I'll give a bonus one because that might have been, <laughs> I don't know if that you're like, oh, that's creepy. So another th- suggestion <laughs> that I did in my 20s that I think any young person or even in their 30s or 40s can do is I started meetups. And it doesn't have to be on meetup.com, but host a dinner and invite these people together, right? And that's a great way. So that was one thing that I did that worked really well. And one thing that I did recently, and this applies especially for young people, either volunteer or pay for expensive events. So I got, I went to like a $200 like poker tournament and it was a charity one. And I was like, oh my God, everyone here is really good. And I was like, oh yeah, because for 200 bucks, you're not going to get a bunch of like bozos or floozies. So, and if you're a young person, like there was young people there, they were volunteering because why they get to meet everyone, they get connected to everyone, uh, but they didn't have to spend any of the money. Yeah. I love, I love that. It. I love that. Sounds uh, good. By the way, people can, uh, if they are interested in hosting like a local meetup of real estate people, bigger pockets has an event system. So if you go to biggerpockets.com slash events, you can actually host a meetup in your area. People will show up, you get to meet and you're the connector and you get known as the guy who's connecting people, which is valuable. Do you, yep. do you, can I ask a quick side? Sure. I'm going to like call it a Kindle question. Do you guys think there's any more knowledge necessarily out there that a lot of these people that are listening don't know? Cause like your forms, they could literally spend the next, their lifetime listening to it. <laughs> if they do that, then, then there's not, I mean, you know, yeah. every question that's ever been asked has, has probably been asked, yeah. been asked. You just have to spend the time going through it and figuring it out. How and, much time and, do you think it would take for someone? How much time should, this is the thing I think would help me. If you said, Noah, you need to spend 500 hours studying our form or whatever it is, and then you should go buy a place. I don't know. For some reason, knowing what to expect makes it easier to make some of these decisions. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah, there's a line. I mean, where is it? I don't necessarily know. I I think that's going to differ for different people. Like somebody like you, less risk averse, who's going to go, you know, find an apartment and, you know, rent it out to Ringling Brothers is is very different (laughs) than a guy like Brandon. Um, But yeah, I think it's going to depend. You, you want to at least get the fundamentals. Like yeah. the reason bigger pockets exist today is because I went and was like, oh, I got this. Yeah, this is easy. Let me just go buy some property and I'm going to make money. I'm going to be rich. So I bought some property, not studying the market, not understanding where I was buying, not understand. I knew how to evaluate it. That was kind of the easy part for me, the, the numbers, but all the other stuff, managing people, managing managers, dealing with you know, tenant issues, you name it, that stuff I didn't put the time into. Had I done that, frankly, bigger pockets wouldn't exist today. So I had to screw up for BP to be here. But the beauty is, you know, now everybody who's listening and everybody's got this resource where they can go and figure this stuff out. So go until you're comfortable. I mean, and comfortable doesn't mean you know everything because you will never know everything yeah. until you you jump in and do it. You got to at some point take that risk. And, and we we repeat that on every single podcast. It's the paralysis by analysis, as, as we lovingly call it. You know, you, you go and you're like, I don't know what to do. I just don't know what's going to happen. I've been reading for three years. Yeah. If you've been reading for three years, you need to either, you know, shit or get off the pot here. <laughs> 
it, you know, do you guys actually, and I'm sure you've done this in previous shows, but I, I'd like to learn it or like you guys can go back to your 18 year old self. I hate that question, but I'm curious, like knowing everything you know now, like, would you have bought a property sooner? Like, that's what I, I want to know. Cause I want to tell my, my cousin, listen to it. <laughs> Good question. I don't think I would have bought it any sooner. I mean, I was 21 when I bought my first one or 20, 20, 21, somewhere in there. So I don't think what I would have done would you it sooner. To know? What? I guess I'm just curious. Like, what would you have wanted to know that maybe you didn't know? Uh, do my math better. I mean, that's the biggest thing I tell people all the time. Like if you don't do your math right, like it all comes down, like I don't know, 90% comes down to the math. Like real estate is awesome because you know, ahead of time, I think, you know, ahead of time, how your investment's going to do. Unlike you throw your money into like, you know, Apple stock, right? You actually have no idea if Apple's going to do better next year or worse. You have no idea. I mean, you can hope and you can assume that you can look at on average, Apple's gone up by this much, but we have no idea. With real estate, I'm like, hey, this is probably going to give me a 12% return on investment. Okay. And then I buy it and it might be a little better, might be a little worse, but at least I can gauge it. But in the beginning, I was like, oh, that's a pretty property. I'll buy it. I mean, that was my thing. And, and I'll say on the math, I mean, well, I did the math. The math was was completely in my favor on the properties I bought at first. And it was the other stuff that I didn't put the time into. And and so, you know, you've got to know the math. But like, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know how to manage, if you're buying in areas that you don't really know how to handle, if you don't know how to deal with tenants and vacancies and evictions, or, you know, hey, I don't want to, I want to find a property manager. If you don't know how to vet a property manager, you be, you better go and do it. So I, I, I would say, you know, I would, I don't know. I, I would have uh, gone back to my 18-year-old self and bought, actually my 19-year-old self, and bought that four-family building that I was living in in college and you know, asked for some help from, from parents and things to do it because that would have been an amazing deal. But enough about me and Brandon. It's interesting. <laughs> this show is all about you. We got two more fire round questions. So right. Brandon. All right, next question. My real estate company, uh, so it's like an investor, is currently renting an office building. Should I just buy an office? Uh, if so, should I focus on a single unit or a commercial property with a lot of units? I thought this was very fitting for your kind of situation. Yeah, so I actually spent the past two years looking for our next office because we're at almost 40 people. So it's uh, not feasible to work out of like a, almost 25, it's around 2,500 square foot, two unit loft, Okay. right? It's a little cramped, you could say. Yeah. Um, and so I spent two years looking and then I think what people have to decide is like, at what point is it worth it to try to make money on real estate or in your business? So we ended up committing to like a five year, $30,000 a month lease. So that's a lot of money for people doing the math. Yeah. And you have to kind of decide where you want to be spending your money. So that was number one where like ultimately like what I have liked to buy it and own it. Yes. Like someone said a great quote to me. It's like the dentist doesn't get rich from being a dentist. They get rich from owning the building that their dentist practice is in. Ooh. And that's kind of stuck with me. And I like that quote, but at some point it's like, all right, well, I was like, this is hurting our company to keep me trying to have like make some little money versus if I can grow the company, I'll make the big money. And I think people need to think about the micro versus the macro of where the big money is versus the micro money. Um, I love that. And that the second thing I would consider secondly is like now that we have this office space, I'm getting people saying like, hey, can we sublease it from you? Can we be it? And I've kind of made the decision, like, I don't want to be a landlord. I want to help run this company. Yep. And I want to do my podcast, which is Noah Kagan Presents. I had to, put, I had to do a plug. Hey, check it out, <laughs> Noah Kagan Presents. Wow. Uh, wow. But Dirty. no, I made, a, I made a conscious and an intentional decision that, like, I don't want other people in our space. I don't want to be dealing with, like, hey, this thing is broken for random people. And so I don't want to actively be a landlord right now. Maybe my parents who retired, my dad was an engineer, mom's a nurse. They don't, they're not doing anything. And they love real estate. My dad's very handy. And so they're like, all right, now they're going to go and buy real estate in New Mexico because they have time. And that's what they're intentionally wanting to do. Right now, for me, best use of my time is podcast, okay, and presents, and running Snow Group. <laughs> all right. All right. That was bleeped out. Okay. So <laughs> I'm new to real estate. Last question in the fire round. That was good. I like that. Yeah. You like that? That's how Fancy. we control. The we way control our go. guests. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Last question of the fire round. I'm new to real estate, have no money, no experience. How do I network with people more successful than me? So this is just the question that we've been kind of talking about. How do I find those people on network? Yeah, because I mean, you know, earlier you said you know you go to your network and you know, but what if they're not Noah Kagan? But if not you don't Josh have Dorkin, one. Yeah. yeah, you're like you know, um, a stupid twenty one year old, and you're like you don't know anybody. They're not all stupid, Brandon. <laughs> or are Most they working, of them are. Like I mean, let's make it as challenging as possible. They're sure. working. They're not. They're not in college. They're working yeah. at Best Buy, okay. and they're in like Iowa. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure in <laughs> Iowa. You know what's funny? I always get this death threat. It's like, oh, you talked about Iowa again. Shut up about jo- Iowa. Josh gets it for Detroit. This. Yeah. He makes fun of Detroit. Dude, nothing all wrong time. with Detroit, people. Nothing wrong with Detroit. Don't go there. Nothing Dude. wrong with Detroit. What? <laughs> Detroit was the first place I've ever seen gla- uh, bulletproof glass at a Subway sandwich. I was like... <laughs> I was like, I just want a sandwich. They're like, they're like sliding the window. They're like six, five dollar foot long. No, I was like, okay, this is a sandwich. That's, that's funny. I was like, who's robbing Subway? Uh, I mean, Best Buy. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm thinking like off the top of my head, we said a few things like host events, but you're like, well, I don't know anyone to host an event. I think the first thing I would do is two things. One. I would just look at listings that are already online, like go to Redfin or Zillow or Trulia, and then just hit up those realtors and pretend like you're going to buy it. Because those, for the most part, will show people around. Yeah. And then you can go meet with them and be like, hey, actually, I'm a kid. I probably won't buy it. You could tell. But I just really love real estate and I want to learn more. And those people will give you the time. Yeah. They will give you the time. Admit it's lying to them. Yes. <laughs> no, no, but no, I, you don't I, have to. Yeah. I mean, saying you could go check out the property there. They should show you the place. And maybe yeah. you can figure out a way to make money. Like you guys are really creative. You talked about Chris being creative. Uh, or we did. So you don't. He's got I, a thing I, for this. Chris don't have to go like say, Chris Gill is, you know, a couple of shows ago. Anyway. But the point being is that like go to them. And yes, Josh, I think that's a good point. Go to them and be like, hey, can you show me a place? Hey, I'm really interested in property. I can do free work for you. Or I just want to learn how you do real estate. Let me take you out to Starbucks. And yeah. for the most part, either do it in the morning, do it on Saturday or Sunday, something like that. Uh, I think that's a good opportunity. The second thing I would do is that even if you're at Best Buy and you are in some like foreign country or you're in a small state, you probably know someone in your family or some friend of a friend or someone at church who's done well, right? In any capacity. And so what I would likely do is ask that person if they know anyone in real estate. And then from that person, I would ask anyone who knows in real estate. I love Because there is someone in your network. I think what most people neglect is that they're always looking for, and this is, a, they have, it's a novelty effect problem where they're always looking for new things versus like the existing people or existing assets they have access to. So go on LinkedIn, go on your Facebook, go on Twitter and look to see like, who's a success, when you, here's a question just to do it. Who's the most successful person you know? Ask that person who they know in real estate that they could talk to about. And then that's how you're going to find the person that you can go learn from. Yeah, I, I always awesome. find people people feed off enthusiasm too. If you're enthusiastic about real estate, like people will give you the time of the day because you're enthusiastic about it because they're like, oh, I remember when I was that age and I was working at Best Buy and didn't know anybody. You know, like people, they respond to that. I feel like older people, especially non-celebrities. Well, the problem that I've noticed is that a lot of the people, I think about the younger people. I have a few people I mentor because I want to have, I want to be mentored by older people, but I'm like, they're like, I'm busy and they're rich. And yep. then younger people than me, I'm like, I'm busier and rich than you. So why would I help you? <laughs> But I, and this is just a, a lesson and I'll, I'll tell you two things. But number one is that like, I think if you want to find someone else to help you, you have to go help someone else. I like that. That's just my it. philosophy. So I have a Put few the energy people. out there. Yeah. What's that? Put the energy out there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's hypocritical for me to be like, I want you to be teaching me all this stuff. And it's like, well, are you teaching anyone anything? No. Okay. Yeah. So I have two guys that I'm helping out now. And then I was thinking about, well, how did they get me to want me to help them? One, I, now I want, I originally wanted to. Uh, but what one of them did is they put in the effort. I think that's a lot of the problems with people who want to network or meet people. They send an email and then they don't do anything else. And they're like, well, didn't respond. All right, I'm gonna go back to my video games. 
Yep. I think what, what I've seen other people do, which is very impressive, like there's this guy named Brandon who's here. He's like, hey, I noticed you have blog. Do you want to have any professional photos done because you're, photo, you're ugly? And let's take some better <laughs> photos. And I'll do it for free. I'm not asking for anything. I just want to meet you and do these photos for you. So my point there at a, a higher level is like, can you go help them? Don't be like, hey, can I help you with anything? That's a really hard question to do. Offer them something of, of value that based on what you can research about them. Like, hey, it seems like you're making these, you're doing real estate listings, but your website's really ugly. Or, hey, it doesn't seem like you post all your listings on Facebook and Twitter. Do you mind if I create social promotion for you or on Instagram? So go and propose something to them. Do the free value. And then now with Brandon, like now we're buddies and we're doing videos like every other week. And then I'm actually referring clients and starting to pay him money to do work with me. You know, you know, awesome. Gary, you know, Gary Vanerchuk. Uh, yes. Or no, of Gary. Anyway, um, his videographer, uh, I knew him beforehand, and that's exactly how he got became his video, video guy, which started the Ask Gary show and all that stuff. But he just went over and said, hey, can I just film a video of you for one day? We'll put it on your Instagram. And uh, he just volunteered his time for free, and then he got a full-time job, job out of it, and now he's like awesome. you know, super successful. So same that's, thing. Well, I just don't think people are uh, – we wrap it up. Yeah, so people aren't putting in the work. So put yeah. in the work. Like get up at 5 – I've been getting up at 5 a.m., so challenge yourself to get up at 5 a.m. for a week. Yep. I can't tell you how productive I am. 5 to 9 a.m. is productivity time get up at five this week and you will get a lot more stuff done than you can ever imagine miracle morning yeah there you go all right so moving over to the last section of our show which we lovingly refer to as our famous four the famous four these are the four questions we ask every guest every single week and we're gonna throw them at you yeah it's all right yeah, there's a one show. Up. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Why did we have him on the show? <laughs> All right. Famous four question number one. And I know you're not you're not a hardcore real estate guy, so you might not have a great answer to this first one, but that's okay. Number one, do you have a favorite real estate related book? We're gonna ask business book next, but a real yeah, estate me, one. I'll pull it up. I've read one that I really enjoyed. Uh, uh, I'm gonna look it up mine. to remember the title. So let's go to number two <laughs> while I pull this up. Okay. All right. Number two is well, business book. Do you have a I'll business book you recommend? Favorite. Actually, that's my question. Oh, sorry. sorry. Question, you know, oh. Do you have a business book that you'd recommend? <laughs> I would probably say Ultimate Sales Machine. Uh, that's a – what's his name? Uh, I just read that. Shoot. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, think fantastic about it. book. Think about it. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, what's his name? Okay, you while me. you two are looking it up, <laughs> I'm going to dance. Okay, good job, Josh. Okay, now what? By Chet Holmes. Yeah, Chet that's Holmes. it. Chet Holmes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic book. But anyway – well, is it Confessions of a Real Estate Entrepreneur? Is that, the, is that a book? Uh, it might be. Anyways, I'm looking up the Kindle book that I bought. So okay. keep going. I'll okay. come back to this one. <laughs> okay. All right. Next Number question. Three. Hobbies besides building zeros and ones and buying property. What do you do for fun? Lately, my hobbies have been chess. So I'm on chess.com. My username is OKDork. OKDork. Uh, and then mountain biking. So those are my two, like, a few years ago it was disc golf. Uh, but with weather being kind of fluctuating and things like that, I've just really enjoyed like the physical aspect of mountain biking and then the mental aspect of chess. The one thing I will tell people as a very helpful suggestion is that if, you've, if you're interested in anything or you want to get better at anything, go hire a coach right away. So like I have a coach for chess. Like my brother teaches me and I look at YouTube for mountain biking videos and like for Hebrew. That's one of the things I'm studying every week. I have a Hebrew coach. And I think as we get older, we stop having coaches. Yeah. And, you know, you can use services that are pretty affordable. You'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah. I hired no, a personal no trainer for that same reason. Personal, exactly, man. Yeah. Uh, Confessions uh, of a Real Estate Entrepreneur is the book that I read that I thought was pretty damn good. I really enjoyed it. Jim Rendell. Cool. Okay. And I, I was going to say, Noah did, does a post every year on his blog where he talks about what he's got planned for the year ahead. And it's it's fascinating and motivating to, to see the stuff that, you know, you aspire to do. And, and I love that. Cool. And, it, and Brandon and I talk a lot about that is, you know, a if lot you, about <laughs> this is me hugging you, you guys. We don't talk Thank about you. you. <laughs> That's idea. 
of writing down what you want to accomplish. It, it makes a huge difference. All right, man. So let, let, let's get to the uh, last question of the famous four, which yeah, my is la- All right, my last question of, the, of my, uh, of the famous four is this, what do you believe sets apart successful real estate investors from all those people who talk about it, who want to invest, who think they're about investing, who say they're going to invest, never actually do it, or maybe they do it and they fail. Like what separates the successful people from everyone else? I have a few, I mean, I'm thinking more in individual words. I don't know what the answers to other people are, but I, I think the main thing that's helped me succeed is persistence, mm-hmm. right? I think no matter what, and this is true for bigger pockets. I'm sure you guys have like had been hacked or gone down for a day or like yeah. a promotion didn't work or someone yep. quit. That's probably like what last week for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we run into a lot all, of drama, All those yeah. things. Yeah, that was all, all those things. things are but, no, <laughs> that happens to us too. And so I <laughs> yeah, think yeah. The, the main thing is that if people have a, a vision of what they exactly want and they are convinced that they can accomplish it, if they persist, there's no reason that they won't be able to have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously there's sub sub things like being creative and being resourceful, but I think if you can persist through a good time as well as persist through a bad time and have the vision and the conviction, you will get what you want. Perfect. All right, man, before we let you go, this is, where you get to plug, although you've plugged already, so you're done. Barely. Hey, Noah, I hardly plugged. That was a <laughs> that was like a hair transplant plug. Until next time, do you need one? What <laughs> just happened? Did I say that? I, I didn't hear it. What? Okay. Is it, is right. it time? I'm sorry. No, I love you. I know. <laughs> he puts he put his beanie on. Yeah, a little self conscious. Right. I got the same thing, dude. It just comes with age. I don't. I can give you some of mine if you want. I got yeah. I got I don't hair want to spare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was right, pointing no, to my how, beard. All right. People find you. How can they connect with you? Yes. And- so because you're listening to a podcast, go check out Noah Kagan Presents Podcast or okdork.com slash podcast to subscribe. If you are looking for any help with your small business online, either appsumo.com for deals on uh, products for your business or sumome.com, which are free marketing tools for your online business. I think bigger pockets. you guys are using it on your blog. I think we are actually still. I mean, I think what I've really enjoyed about your guys' show and just like your guys' site and getting more into it is just more of like, I think real estate is interesting and it's nice to explore different topics and learn, learn new things. I love it. Well, by the All way, right, uh, uh, just real quick, uh, AppSumo, I would recommend, I mean, Sumo Me is awesome. We do use it. Uh, AppSumo though, I'd recommend everybody go sign up for that newsletter because you guys' copywriting is the best copywriting I've ever read. Like, I mean, hands oh, down. Thank so you. like, and, 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 and it's I, all aiming. Good. I mean, it is a was skill it that you- Was it Neville at one point? It was, was Neville. It wasn't at the beginning. It was Neville in the beginning and now Eamon and Ullman run it and Chris help out. Uh, and those guys literally, I mean, I think what most people don't think about is that we spend 48 hours to write one email. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. Right? Most people spend like, oh yeah, oh, sending links. I mean, it's 48 hours. It's multiple editors. Yep. And I, I think it's kind of coming back to this real estate thing. You literally will get out whatever you put in. You put in one hour of work, you put in half an hour to bigger pockets form. Like that's probably what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. Love it. Noah, thank you for coming on the show, man. It's been great to have you. 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 Love you. <laughs> love you, bigger pockets listeners. I love you all out there. Yeah, buddy. All right, man. We'll see you around. All right. All right, guys. That was Noah Kagan. Wow. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, he's he's such a fun guy. Like every time I I hear him, you know, I, I didn't I don't think I said this earlier, but so I was at FinCon, the financial bloggers conference I go to every year, and last year he was gave the keynote at the end, like the closing keynote, and it was hands down the best keynote speech I've ever heard in my was life. Was that the one where he threw thousand dollar bills in the? Yeah, air? he actually went. Well, he went. He went and handed out like money to like a bunch of people. Like he took his entire speaking fee and just handed it out to people as part of his message. So he didn't actually make any money doing the keynote. It was great. Like he was just he was so good. Anyway, I'm gonna actually put a link to that because it's actually on YouTube. I'll put a link to it on the show notes page, biggerpockets.com slash show 213. If you want to watch it, I just thought it was the best keynote I've ever heard. So that's why I was excited to get him here on the show. 
And I know yeah, you and awesome. you and Noah have been buddies for a few years too. So yeah, I've known Noah for a while. He's 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 a good guy. He's he's somebody who's out there who's making it happen. And I don't know. We yeah. we we like those action takers, right? Yeah. And I and I like the fact that he he you know like some people will probably listen to the show and go, hey, you know, he didn't give a whole lot of here's how to invest in real estate kind of thing. But I don't think that's what the show was necessarily about. Like you know, he could tell you exactly how he did it, and he did explain quite a bit. But the show wasn't a step by step on how to get started. It was a like get out there and stop making excuses for yourself and go do it. Yeah. You know, if, if there's figure a, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. There's this, uh, guy, Derek Sivers, who was on Tim Ferriss's podcast that said, if, if more information was the answer, we'd all be billionaires with six pack abs. Like, well, Noah it, does have six pack abs. He does have six pack abs. I don't know. He's a billionaire. He might've been a billionaire. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think actually I read this article about Noah once it was on like entrepreneur.com or something like that. And it was about how he had, he stayed at Facebook cause he was like the number 30 at Facebook. His shares would be worth like, it was like a hundred million dollars today or something like that. Uh, it was something crazy like that, but he left before he got anyway, crazy article, but I'll see if I can find that too and post it in there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, anyway, great show. A lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah, man. Good, good times. Good so times. By, by the time this airs, you will have uh, returned from your trip. So I hope it went well or goes well or whatever it is. Thank you. And otherwise, you know, thank you for listening, everybody. You're welcome, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> do you actually listen to the show ever? Do, do I? You know, I mean, I know like people can barely put up with you. People, uh, it's people pretty can rough. barely take you. So I usually, uh, I usually listen to our intro. I don't listen to it. I don't listen to you it. You can't handle it hearing your own voice. I know. No, it's not mine. It's <laughs> yours. I mean, it's bad enough I have to talk to you, but to actually hear it repeated would just, it's, I don't it's know. Pretty it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. You know, it's no, painful. I, I listen to, I listen to most of the intro that shows and, and, and then I'll like, you'll refresh myself on the ones that I want to hear more of. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, really at the end of the day, you do have a face made for radio, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> Wait a second. I think that's a good, no, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. <laughs> Took a while, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, uh, people are, people are going to be like, man, Josh has been so mean to Brandon lately and he just takes it. You know, I'm just trying oh, to be the bigger man. <laughs> you are the bigger man, but I know, am the you, bigger man. He, he definitely doesn't just take it. I get a lot of grief, guys. Trust me. It's <laughs> it's pretty much never ending. So, um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Brandon, another great show. It was. Until next time, I'm Josh Dorkin. Signing off. Signing off. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom and the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals and enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and bam, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. 
Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.